Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. I'm answering some questions and it's seven o'clock. So uh, what's the problem? Why acting so surprised? Okay. Um, I'm live. The microphone's working, I believe. I have reason to believe the microphone is working. I have reason to believe that everything is going as expected. So it's um, Tuesday night. That means it's, it is Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, So it's seven o'clock, which means we're going to do this thing right now. And here, this is happening um you better believe it we've got some questions i say we i've got some questions which i will address but as ever i'd be very welcome for any input on a live basis either on on these questions or of something that of your choice uh in relation to um uh plastic surgery preferably that is my forte um so let's dive right in shall we got question number one changing to be light implants right so tricky case this patient who has got uh who uh has had implants and i think she had um this isn't a patient of mine she's a patient who's inquired because she's not found much information about be light implants and uh i think it's probably the blog i did a blog post about them and i think that's where she found me and she says she's not finding much information about be light implants and she's had implants in the past and it's now having new implants um, and is thinking of having be light implants and um, just sort of general inquiry. So there's a couple of things about this inquiry. I could talk a bit about this. Um, number one thing is she's saying she can't find much information about be light implants or many people that offer it. And I think talking to my colleagues, um, I think I know why that is. And I think that's because we're all a bit uh, risk averse. Um, there are there are, when it comes to sort of early adopters, you know, the people who buy the Apple you know pod ipod before anyone else and stuff like that you know the early adopters and well surgeons in general don't go particularly plastic well maybe not particularly plastic surgeons but i think we're we're all a bit risk averse i think basically is that is the thing and i think um melissa versace what name is that that's probably just your Facebook name, isn't it? That's not, but that is a great name. Even if it's just a face, I say, just, even if it's just a Facebook name, Melissa Versace, hello to you. Hello, right back at you. On-screen update of that. How's that going? Is that, is that showing? Should be a smiley face. No, no, anyway. Don't know how this works, to be quite honest with you. Grinning, grinning, grin. Anyway, maybe it is showing. I have to look back. Anyway, good to have you on board, Melissa. And uh, we're talking today about uh, be light implants and should, uh, yeah. So basically, um, this patient has um, is asking me about them. And I think the reason that you can't find much about them is because you'll find um, within 
plastic surgery. Most of us are risk averse. There's a couple of early adopters who will adopt things and try things, and uh, the rest of us will sit back and wait to see if they work and to see if there's any complications, any problems, things like that. Now, obviously, um, the um, they've been tested. They're safe to use. There's no problem with using them. So it's not like you know something terrible is going to happen. But I think the problem with um, medicine and um, particularly implants and when you're putting um, devices in, uh, you do worry about the longevity of it and whether problems are going to come later on. Um, and I think that's why a lot of plastic surgeons are risk averse. I do talk to people about be like implants, but I don't really push them. It's not really um, something that I'm trying to promote or anything like that. It's just something that I tell people they exist because I think it's important that people know that stuff exists. Um, and that, so I tell people they exist and the concept is sound. They're lighter than um, normal implants. Uh, Elizabeth, hi, right back at you. And liposuction revision. Well, that's awesome, Elizabeth, because I'm going to talk about that next. That's my, that's my next question. I don't think it was your question, but it might be related to your question. So I'll talk in general about that and you can always chip in if it's not relevant to you what I talk about. But um, but yeah, nice live question. That's what I'm talking about, folks. If you want to see how it's done, look at Elizabeth and look at that. Karen, that's how it's done. I had an amazing result. My <laughs> that's by me, everyone. Just so you know, Karen's not just saying that in general. <laughs> she had an amazing result. That's all thanks to uh, yours truly. So, um, yeah, thanks, Karen, for chipping in. Um, I wish I could like that or do something to it. Put these grinning faces up. Maybe they are going up. Anyway, um, I'm just going to leave that up there for a while. Soak it in. Um, so, yeah. So, um, talking about be light implants and... Um, yeah, so that, that that's what what it is, and I think there's you know when it comes to actually putting implants in, you'll find them any plastic surgeon who can put implants in can put be light implants in. I don't think there's anything that you need to sort of you know there's no sort of training or there's no um, oh who put that up there? Big up Jonathan, big up yourself, big up myself, yeah, big me up. Um, there's no <laughs> there's no. Um, there's no extra uh, uh, um, the technique is the same and it's just a question of whether the implants are the right thing to do i've got a few concerns with the patient who's actually asked the question because what's happened with her she says she's had radiotherapy i think for another another reason and she's had she had implants in um and she's had them out because of pain and was thinking of be like implants because she um is um because they're lighter and is now reading my stuff is thinking about polyurethane implants because nobody knows much about be light implants. That's the question. So um, it's a bit of a worry that you, I mean, radiotherapy is a bad, um, is a bad thing. Um, but it's a good thing for treating cancer, but it is a bad thing for the tissues. It causes scarring in the tissues and it does cause, um, it does cause problems. So radiotherapy, um, can be something that causes pain and what have you and so if you've had implants in and they've been painful i would worry that putting more implants in will be painful whether they're be light implants whether they're polyurethane implants 
Um, I would worry that if you've had problems with pain with implants in, uh, it might be that there's some scar tissue there, the scar tissues interact with the implant. I don't know what's going on. I don't know this. I don't know your case, but it just in general, it worries me a bit. And, I, and I'm not, um, Melissa, I want to marry you. Who, who do you want to marry, Melissa? Who? <laughs> me? I'm married. Um, I like your name, Melissa, but I'm married. So, um, you know, just saying, I'm, I don't know if that's me or someone else, but, um, you know, yeah. Ooh, things got a bit, bit heated there. Didn't expect that on a seven o'clock on a Tuesday night. Oh, right. Um, so yeah, the, this, um, so I'd be a bit worried about this uh, B-Light implant thing. I think you're, I don't, you know, if you're looking for very big implants, I think B-Light implants have got a place because they're lighter. Average size implants may be less of a place because, you know, less of a, they're sort of 30% lighter than the standard. So um, whether they're they're beneficial as you get to the smaller sizes, maybe they are, maybe they're not. But the main worry, I think, certainly for myself and for most plastic surgeons, not most, don't want to talk about other plastic surgeons, but this might be why you're not finding much information about them. I think we're worried about adopting them. In 10 years' time, they might we might all be using them, and they might be the standard. You know, that might well be the case. Um, but at the moment, I think anything new, I think you'll find most doctors and most surgeons will be implanting stuff that... Um... Right, right. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa, if you're talking to me. Thank you. Well, I assume you are talking to me, but... Um, most people will be adopting stuff um, that has been around for many years. And most of the implants that we use have been around for many years. And I've had this problem, actually. You, you said that you're, um, something about the hospital couldn't get um, the uh, implants. So I've had this problem myself, that the hospital, you know, I've said to patients, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do them, no problem at all. But then the hospital will say, oh, it's not on our list of, of, of implants or something. They're not on approved um, whatever supplier i will talk to them i'm at the barps meeting next month and i'll talk that i'll see them there and i'll talk to them about that because often when you talk to the manufacturers you talk to be like they say oh they are on the list and someone in the hospital doesn't know they're on the list because i'm i think i've spoken to them about it before actually and they said yeah we're on the list for all the hospitals um but anyway i'll, I'll, I'll talk to them about that but that but i've had that experience myself that the hospitals sometimes say they won't stock them or whatever um so uh so yeah so be light implants uh that's why not many people it's not that they are not promoting them or whatever i think we're just worried about them because they're new oh my lord what's going on with these comments um because they are so new um i have to put my beard back on it's gone a bit crazy with the beard it's because of the beard um but it's that's the thing with the be light implants um right so should we do the next question let's get on let's get on shall we um we got, we got look at all these comments i like you know, jonathan is an amazing surgeon i'm just going to read this out for the listeners at home um and fantastic results i wouldn't have gone to anyone else karen checks in the post thank you for that <laughs> because and you're saying so that kind of thing oh, hello jonathan by the way hello Ange. hello everyone look at this it's a it's busy in here tonight goodness me and melissa's going off on one look at that melissa god dear oh law i like your eyes I want to... right anyway let's get on with the questions without further ado because this is oh did that it's the camera sort of 
focus. Anyway. Uh, right, this is a patient. Right, here we go. It's this patient again. Not my patient. Not guilty, Your Honour. I had liposuction. Oh, no, this is the question. If you had... Oh, Melissa. Um, Melissa, thank you for that question. That is it. That is a that is a question. Mainly the questions really, if they're about plastic surgery related topics, as I say, that's really where I am um, strong. I'm not strong. So your question, you want to marry me? You want to married me? Um, no, um, Melissa, actually, I'm married. I'm happily married and I've got children. So I'm, I'm spoken for. But thank you very much for, uh, for the question. Oh, my God. Angie's starting on. Yeah, I think it is wrong. Yeah, thanks, Ange. Um, so anyway, um, don't have any fights, people. <laughs> so we've got a question here about um, liposuction. So this patient, this is a person who's asked me. Sorry, I've got to read it from over here, so I'm not ignoring you. Um, if you had liposuction and skin removal and waited as expected for six to nine months to see the results, and after things settled, you felt the immediate improvements you saw straight away after surgery were not so good after things had settled, and the bulge you thought was fluid swelling actually never went away, and some baggy skin was still a problem. Would it be right to expect revision? That's a bit of a... Got to be careful answering that question, because... Um, Obviously, this is a person who's like, it's all like, it's all like um, um, saying, oh, I'd I'd like, um, like sort of like I'm asking for a friend sort of thing, but I'm assuming it's that patient. Hi, Shirley. Good to see you. Long time no see. Um, nice to see you. Um, so this is a... Um, I've got to be careful answering this question because um, I've got to just talk in general terms. So the main thing I would say to you, if you've had surgery and you're not happy with the results, always, you know, the surgeon, go back to the surgeon, original surgeon and, you know, you know, go with them and go with their advice. Um, and I think most surgeons you'll find will want you to be happy. And most will do, you know, we want to do revisions. If we're going to have a happy patient, that's certainly the view that, you know, most of us got, certainly the view I've got, you want to have a happy patient. You do not want to have an unhappy patient. And um, there we go. Elizabeth is getting in with an appropriate question for this question. Elizabeth, that's ideal. That is fantastic. So the, 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 the advice is usually go back to your original surgeon. I think most of us do want to have a happy patient. We do rely on word of mouth and having an unhappy patient is really quite damaging. And so you, you know, certainly my view is that, you know, even if the revision is going to be marginal, you'll try and make the happy patient and do the revision. So um, interesting, this question, the way it's written, because what she said is that the immediate improvements you saw straight away were not so good after things settled. That tells me, that suggests to me that um, maybe there is still some swelling going on there. Because if you saw immediate improvement straight away, when you have liposuction and things like that, you often wear pressure garments and things like that to start off with. And you can sort of, you know, when you do this sort of surgery, this liposuction, most surgery really, you can see the result when you're on the operating table. You can see whether the patient's going to get a good result and what they look like, you know, with the liposuction or what have you. By the time you've gone back to the ward, you're pretty much done. Um, you're, you're pretty much swollen and you don't really know what your result's going to be. Um, so it takes a while for that swelling to go down. So if you immediately saw some results with your with your pressure garment on, maybe then it, that might suggest that that sort of fat has gone. 
and the fact that you've got this swelling that they're saying has never went away it could still be swelling so six to nine months is a long time after surgery but really the longer you wait the better and sometimes you have to wait 12 months you know i normally say minimum three months for a vision but that's anything something that's really obvious because you don't want to have a patient that's unhappy for a long long time ideally six to 12 months and ideally a year really uh, for a revision so i'm thinking that you want to um, I don't know what you've had here, um, this patient, because she said she's had liposuction and skin removal. I'm not sure what that is, and saying she's still got some baggy skin's a problem. Would it be right to expect a revision? So I think in general terms, I think it's not unreasonable to wait longer, especially if you saw good results early on, and now it's it's you know the swelling hasn't subsided. I think you know the longer you wait, the better. Talk to your surgeon, go with your surgeon. I think you'll find most surgeons are trying to give you good advice. They're not trying to get out of doing surgery or not trying to get out of doing revisions. I mean, I don't want to talk for other people and what other people are like, but you know, I think most people, I think most people, yeah, not even surgeons, most people are trying to do a good job. You know, same in if you're a, you know, painter decorator or a, you know car mechanic i think most people are trying to do a good job they're not trying to do a bad job they're not trying to mess people up and not help them they will help them if they can and i think um you know that's the truth that's certainly um true of of, of me and most and you know my practice and i think most um surgeons are trying to get good results and if they're trying to make you wait it might not be that they're dodging you or you know, saying they won't do a revision, it might not be, it might be that it's not in your best interest, because if it's going to settle on its own, then clearly that's going to be better. Hey Dawn, big up yourself, how are you doing? Good to see you here. Um, the other thing you've got to be a little bit careful is sometimes they have revision policies and timings, you know, you've got to be careful if it's like a year revision, you know, you don't want to wait till 13 months and they say, oh, you could have had a revision within a year. So um, I just put that in there. But I think, yeah, I think it's difficult to tell you whether it's right to expect a revision. The criteria for revision is usually this, the outcome is not to the surgeon's expectations. So that's why as surgeons, we've got to make sure our expectations are aligned with patient's expectations because, um, you know, if it's not to the patient's expectation, but it is to the surgeon's expectation, that's where frictions come and, you know that's where the revision thing can be a bit but if it's clearly not right you know and then then i think most surgeons would be reasonable about it but i think it's good to wait for as long as possible and uh you know if you saw good results early on it's worth waiting um elizabeth is asking a spin on that is it possible to get lipo done twice in the same area i had it done 2014 and i have and i have a very uneven tummy now did you have an uneven well in answer to your question, Elizabeth, yes, you can have it done twice in the same area. No problem at all. Many times as you want in the same area. Absolutely no problem at all. Um, that's fine. Um, I don't know if it's if it's an uneven tummy now. Was it an uneven tummy right after the liposuction? Because that is one of the risks of liposuction, that it can be uneven. Um, so that that is a, you know, contour irregularities is a problem. Uh, following liposuction and to be honest with you it's a difficult problem to treat um, because it's it's you know you try and make things even when you do liposuction you try and sort of feather it to cross crisscross because your cannula is just one thing so if it's going in one area and it takes out too much fat from that area you can get a dent and if you get dents and contour irregularities they usually settle but obviously yours is um they 
yours is um yours is um four years now so you're um yeah not a medium but quite noticeable now so obviously you know as i say you often get some irregularities but if it's uh four years then you're thinking that's not going to be swelling and things that's you know that that may well be you um in in my so tummy in my um hands and in my experience um tummy liposuction is the, the tummy is not a good place for liposuction if uh, a lot of people come and say they want type of uh, t- tummy liposuction we get that a lot um but in my experience in my hands tummy is not a good area for liposuction the hips the flanks the outer thighs the male chest there are some good areas which is good for liposuction um the tummy is not one of them and the reason for the tummy not being one of them is because the skin isn't as thick as other areas um hi junie i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on i'm rising above it um um so the tummy is what because the skin's a bit thin then you can get uh the skin doesn't recoil as well as in other areas and you can get redundant skin and with tummy tucks uh, with the liposuction anyway you can get irregularities so it is a problem uh it's a difficult problem to treat with an irregularity because you've either got to do more liposuction and sort of liposuction suck the mountains to help them to meet the valleys or do things like fat grafting into the valleys or if you've got a skin problem if you have got too much skin the best way to recontour the tummy is a tummy tuck that is the best way to recontour the tummy you might not be a candidate for a tummy tuck it might you know because a tummy tuck's a big op and you might be thinking crikey i'm not having that which is fine but you know the best way to recontour the tummy is a tummy tuck and in my experience the other things are not as good the liposuction and or the non there's lots of non-surgical things you can do for lipos uh, for the tummy non-surgical liposculpture uh, the cool sculpting the vanquish the um uh what are they called there's a few um oh uh, um can't remember anyway there's all these non-surgical things they'll come to me anyway now but there's loads of them um cooling and lasering and radio frequency and all sorts of stuff um but as i say the results are variable tummy tuck has got gets good results but it's a big op it's a big investment it's a big investment of time of money of you know your body and things um so um so that is elizabeth segued into the other one two liposuction revision questions liposuction sounds good doesn't it obviously i'll win the lottery i'll have liposuction got to be careful with liposuction um and look at this junie straight in boom straight in with a question about the fat freezing does fat freezing work oh well under uh what is it don't want to um do perjury or whatever perjury is that right anyway um you know what junie i don't know i don't know junie because i've got my own place i've got a lovely clinic it's a lovely facility and it really is the sort of place that would benefit from a non-surgical um, treatments like the fat freezing uh, and all the other things, radio, all the other ways of dissolving and destroying fat without doing surgery. And I would love to do that sort of stuff at the clinic because uh, there's no scars, there's no there's sort of minimal downtime, there's le- less complications, 
um, because you're not actually doing a surgical procedure. And I love the thought of it. And whenever I go to these meetings, I go and look at these reps and I go and look at these stands and they show me these photos of people um, and they tell me how much money you can make by doing all this stuff. Um, but I'm not convinced, Junie. I'm not convinced. The problem is the, the, the photos they show you are often the same photos. These stock photos of some guy in America. I'm like, why are you always showing me the same photos? Or they show you cartoon graphics of fat being dissolving, fat dissolving and stuff. I don't know. I don't do it. So I can't really comment on whether it works or not because I don't do it. And I might just see a self-selected group of people who have had, you know, who, not, who have not had success with it, who are then coming to see me. There might be loads of people out there who are really happy with it. It's certainly a big industry. Uh, it's certainly popular. Um, but that's what's been holding me back from taking it on at the clinic. I'm not sure how predictable, um, you know, I really am all about getting happy patients and I want to predictably get, you know, everyone really want every single patient to be happy and if that means not giving them a procedure or at least maybe that won't be make them happy but at least it, i won't have made them sad by doing a procedure um you know either be happy or not you know just not sad i'm I, sometimes i'll not do a surgery or not offer a procedure to someone and they might be sad about that but that might be better than actually doing a procedure and then not being happy about it which is my worry with the fat freezing because it's not cheap that's the problem with it it's not cheap. It's not cheap. If it was cheap, then I think people might accept it a bit, bit more. But at the moment, it's quite expensive. And I think, therefore, people have an expectation about it. And, you know, it's, man again, managing the expectation. So what I would say, if you're thinking of it, find someone who does it. Look for before and after photos, um, you know, and look for results of some of their cases and try and get a reasonable expectation. And um, my colleague at Air Aesthetics, Claire Oliver in Henley and Arden, I think she's got the uh, cool sculpting machine. So I normally say to people, look, you know, go and talk to her and, hope, you know, she'll give you a realistic expectation of what can be achieved by it. But it's a big industry, so I can't believe it totally doesn't work. You know, can there be a big industry, like multi-million, I don't know what industry, a huge industry on stuff that totally doesn't work? So I'm assuming it must work a bit. The question is how much, um, but it's really you know so i don't do it but it's a big question that junior you got me started got me started on that one um what's going on we've got all sorts going on in this chat thing goodness me what is going on dawn dawn is saying been chatting to a friend about my op she's continuing do you always do a lift or does it depend on size always do a lift dawn always do a lift a lift because a lot of people say oh, i want a you know reduction but i also need a lift a lift is always part of a reduction the thing about the breast is when the breasts are sitting, you know, when you need a reduction, your breasts are sitting low. They're too big. Um, well, I just thought of a case now recently, but anyway, we're not going to cloud the waters. Um, so, yes, um, always do a lift. And um, that is part of a breast reduction is doing a lift and reducing the volume. So a lift and a reduction are the same operation and a reduction just makes them smaller, a, a, a lift obviously keeps them the same size um but a lift is always part of a uh, breast reduction um god look at this what's going oh where are you from um i'm from um i was born in london melissa born in london and i was brought up in cornwall my father's italian my mother's scottish and i live in birmingham now so that's my that's my history there in a nutshell god that was yeah that's me there um 
so yeah no thank you dawn thank you um so yeah Blimey, O'Reilly. Right. Um, have a, right, we've got a question. Another question. <laughs> Another preordained question here. Um, we've got a patient who has inquired. I don't know if you're out there because um, because we. I think, don't think we can get a hold of you. I think we've got the wrong um, the wrong email address or something. Uh, Melissa, you're Italian. Um, uh, Bonasera uh i think you have a story <laughs> natalie good to see you good to see you um so so what we've got here we've got a patient yeah she's she's inquired i think she's giving us the wrong email or something so we can't get a hold of her so i don't know if she's going to watch this or not because we can't get a hold of her but anyway i'll answer the question anyway for the viewers at home um she's 72 and she's saying is she too old for a tummy tuck or i can't remember how she put it yeah she's fit and healthy is it is it uh is it a um barrier to surgery but um no it's not a barrier to surgery it is absolutely fine to have a tummy tuck at 72 um not common i would say um good to see you natalie um it is not common to have a tummy tuck at 72 but perfectly uh fine to have it done and and the the quest good evening melissa um <laughs> i see it. the thing about this and to ask you these i say it's usually breast reduction really that we have these older uh older clientele uh, i think people have spent all their lives working and then they sort of retire and think goodness me i wish i'd done this years ago type thing um but it's but basically the age thing and surgery is um <laughs> So, um, thanks, Natalie. Uh, talking to each other. Um, the age thing in surgery is is it is there's there's in surgery you have what's called absolute contraindications and relative contraindications. So an absolute contraindication um, would be a, a scar that's sort of precluding the blood supply, or someone who's you know. Um, well, there's not many absolute contraindications. Really, someone who's got significant health problems, or or something that would mean that they totally couldn't have the surgery. Um, so most things are sort of relative contraindications. So I would say it's a relative contraindication. It, what that means is that we would talk to you and say, look, the fact that you're 72 means obviously you're going to have less time to enjoy the results of the surgery. It is a big operation a tummy tuck and you know you'd have to accept that it's a big operation it's going to knock you back there's a big scar it's going to be swollen it's going to be tight you know there's risks of wound healing problems there's risks of clots in your legs that can fly up into your lungs you know dvts peas all sorts of risks and complications associated with the surgery and the question is whether the benefit you're going to get from the surgery outweighs the risks and um in terms of health problems an anesthetic at that age is absolutely fine so and if you're worried we can always get you talking to the anesthetist and really um age has become less within reason less of a, a contraindication than it used to be age used to be in the mix but nowadays age is in, age isn't in the mix and if you're fit and healthy and you can walk upstairs and you can go out and about and you do your um oh my god oh my lord um, um if if you're um fit and healthy that's the main thing if you're 35 and you're not fit and healthy you know, and you've got lots of medical problems, then you might not be a candidate for a tummy tuck. Whereas if you're 72 and you're fit and healthy, then you might be a candidate. So age in itself isn't a contraindication. It depends on uh, your ability, uh, how you feel, and also how much you're going to benefit from the surgery, whether it's worth it 
And that's something for you to decide. You know, you've got to risk weigh up the risks and the benefits. And that depends. <laughs> yeah, for you, Natalie. But um, I've got to watch my, watch my front door. Um, so um, you've got to weigh up the benefit in your own mind. And I say this, uh, we're talking about tummy tuck, but it's for any surgery. Uh, often comes with breast reconstruction. You know, should I have a breast reconstruction because I'm, you know, 72 or whatever? Uh, and it's like, well, again, it's a big operation, but if you're going to benefit from it, then why not? You know, but as long as you realize it's a big op, it's going to knock you back. There's going to be wounds. There's potential for complications. There's potential for problems. And you might think, actually, you know what? Forget it. I can't, you know, I don't want to. So it's totally up to the, um, uh, up to the patient. Jackie's in at the last. Good to see you, Jackie. Nice to see you here. It's, it's all going on here, Jackie. Where you been? Because you've missed it. There's a lot going on. Um, I think you can just check, check out what's going on down there. So, um, so yeah, so it is not it is not a problem to have a tummy tuck at seventy two, but you, we would have to talk to you about the pros and the cons to see whether it's right for you, because that's what it's all about. Whether it's right for you, no matter what your age is, it's more about your health and about how you know whether it's worth taking it on at this time um, and how much of a problem your tummy is. And if it's a big problem and it's really upsetting you, and you know, then you and you can take on the potential risks, then you can have it. If it's not a big problem then maybe you might think you know what it's not worth the risks so yeah Whew. amazing results natalie that's what we want thank you i tell you what i am gonna have to have a lie down now because i don't know about you but that was um that was good really good <laughs> very good thank you for the comp, comp uh, the um the color da, da, da. hi hi claire nice to see you um it's been a it's been a roller coaster here tonight um oh my god is this for real i wonder if melissa versace are you one of my school friends or someone who's who's decided to come on and um anyway, um yeah i don't know are you a real person or is it anyway whatever thanks for coming anyway and thanks for commenting because it's nice because you know what this is all about you know what it's all about commenting and sharing and certainly you've done that melissa you have certainly done that it's made it's made jackie thank you it's made what the cold shower so um whew, right yes cold shower for me feet up cup of tea and i suggest you do likewise um and thank you all for being here that's been a very um good session and i'm very grateful you're 37 from Rome. Okay, so you're not an old school friend of mine. Okay, so you are. It's a real thing, is it? Okay, that's fine. Just, uh, okay. So, <laughs> good to know. Um, right. <laughs> well, there you go, Jackie. Informative and uh, comedy as well. At the same time, I'm glad, glad to hear that, Jackie. So, uh, I'm going to check out. That's all I'm going to say. I'm checking out of here. Uh and i've um it's been emotional i'm on holiday next week i'm on holiday next week so i'm not going to be here next week so i know i know i know it's upsetting but you know you'll be all right guys you'll be all right um so i'm actually on holiday week after as well but i'm not away back next week i shouldn't say that i'm away because people come and rob the house we're here the whole time i'm on holiday but we're here the whole time so don't um so i don't know the week after I don't know, but definitely the week after that, I'll be back on 
I'll do the post saying I'm doing Facebook Live and ask a question and stuff. So um, bless you, Shirley. <coughs> Excuse me. And bless you all. Thank you for, for having me. <laughs> I said that. And uh, that's been good. And Shona, the last. Where you been, Shona? Where you been? Time to call this. Um... <laughs> Going to Italy on holiday. Going to Rome on holiday. Yeah. Um... So yeah, no, I'm not not going. No, I'll be tweeting on holiday. Um, so see you next week, same time. No, Natalie, no, I'm not here next week. Um, I'm on holiday. Referred to the earlier bit. Um, right, beautiful, good one. Got to go now, Melissa. Lovely to. Thanks for coming, Melissa. And um, I am gonna. Yeah, Melissa, thumbs up to that. Um, I'm gonna check out here. Sorry, don't worry, Shona. Don't be sorry. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. It's nice to have you here. Um, right. <laughs> oh, God, it's just day all night here, can we? Right. Okay. So, good. I'm going to, if that's okay, I'm going to um, bring, oh, my God. I'm going to, um, thanks for coming, everybody. And I'm going to check out now because that's been really, really good. Lovely questions there. Uh, I'm going to big up Dawn and I'm going to big up uh, Elizabeth as well for some wicked question and Junie let's not let's not forget Junie with the with the frat freezing uh, Shona I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks time too and uh, thank you Melissa thank you for the uh, tonight's entertainment and I'm going to end it I'm going to end it now Melissa I'm ending it all right then good night bye have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.